It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. And if you're an MMA fan, then you probably already know today's guest. Elliot Marshall became a household name in 2008 when he competed on The Ultimate Fighter, a reality show produced by the UFC. He made it to the semifinals, earned himself a contract and plenty of action in the octagon. But since then, he has um, he's shifted things, and Elliot has a great story, and I'm happy to share it with you today. He and I are going to dive into mindset, using cannabis and CBD for both mental and physical recovery. We're also going to talk about grappling with our demons on and off the mat. And um, his podcast is called The Gospel of Fire, so... Um, you best believe there are plenty of little life tips sprinkled in along the way. Elliot is an entrepreneur, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, a UFC veteran. He's a husband and father and coach and mentor and motivator. And I really think you're going to love this chat. So thanks for joining us. But first... Of course, we must get casually baked. Today, mm, I am smoking some blood orange from Blessed Coast Farms in Humboldt County. Thank you very much to Shabon and the Grow Sisters for this beautiful, mm, beautiful flower that I will be partaking today. So... Just to catch up, the video is just setting up in the studio. I was hoping to video 
Elliot this morning on a video call, and I'm having some technical difficulties. So um, I'm improvising. You're going to see me. <laughs> I'll add some images and video of Elliot into the mix, but I needed to practice. So here we are. Here we are. All right. The fuck, this is some sticky shit. Thank you, ladies. Alrighty. Smoke a baby bowl because I need to have my wits about me. Thank you very much. Oh, my sploofies across the room. I guess we're Blaze in the studio. Right, Blaze? <laughs> so I fucking hate watching people fight. It physically makes me uncomfortable. So it's interesting. To talk to somebody who, their job is basically to just kick somebody's ass all day. Or trade people to be disciplined enough to kick somebody's ass. But yeah, I'm curious to dive into what that mindset is and how you kind of get in the zone. Because seriously, I would be huddled over, crouched in a corner. <laughs> I'd be terrible at that. Like, I don't want you to hit me. I want you to hug me. I would be one hell of a hugging champion. Hell, maybe I am. I'm declaring myself the ultimate hugging champion of the world. All right. I think I'm properly baked. Let's do this. Time for Elliot to call. <laughs> I got the bottle of wine. The high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not even smart enough to work my own equipment today. Jesus. <sighs> Thank God I already meditated. I would have lost my fucking mind. <laughs> so, Elliot, I like to always just jump in and start talking. Ben has always told me things about you over the years, and then I went online and was looking at your website and reading your bio, and I'm happy to welcome a proper badass with a giant heart onto today's podcast. I like the giant heart better. How about that? You know, that, that, that's, that's where I'm trying to lean to. We can all, um, I actually had this question, I actually had this discussion with some friends of mine the other day about what a, what a badass actually is. You know, yeah. Um, I'll take the giant heart and and trying to make trying trying to make it bigger. So I'm I'm That's curious what what did what did come out of that conversation? What does make a <laughs> true badass? They they nobody will answer me because we were talking. I don't know what we first we were talking about like what masculinity is. You know, what's it like? What's it mean to be like a, a man? Yeah. You know? And then we got into talking about, all right, well, then what's it, what's it mean to be a female, like a, a, like a badass woman? Like, what makes you a badass? Yeah. You know? And I just think we throw that term around too much. You know, like, man, I have a great wife. I'm, and I'm not saying anything about that. And maybe other people have great wives, but that doesn't mean that they're badass, right? Like, they work for you. They're great. But a badass, I think, has to, like, you got to, like, change the world a little bit. You got to be helping people. You got to be out there, like, making a difference. I agree. I agree. You know? I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, we can, you know, everything is a measure from our own perspective. 
but when you are doing things that that shift the consciousness of the planet and change the world, like that's proper badassery. And everyone mm-hmm. in the world knows who Oprah is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is this was my this was my point. Like, like yeah, Oprah's a fucking badass, man. Yeah, you know, like Oprah is a badass. Like, and for me to put my myself or or even like, dude, I love my wife, right? But she ain't fuck. We haven't changed the world yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like neither one of us. And it's like, it's like, it's like you know, uh, the Lego Movie. Everyone is awesome. I hate it. I can't stand it. No, everyone is not awesome. And I'm not like, but we can be awesome. Yes, like we have the power to be awesome. But yes. First, we have to admit. First, we have to admit that we're not. Like, if I'm already awesome, then what am I working towards? Right. Well, and you know, you there's know. this idea of, you know, wherever I am right now, there's always the opportunity to get a little bit be- better today or to rest on my laurels. So even if you are already awesome, you know, there's the ability to for you to be more of that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you're speaking like a high achiever like me. And, you know, it's something that my family jokes with me about because I feel like this should be everyone's mentality. I feel like everybody should wake up every day and want to be their own version of a badass. But but they don't. I, I don't, yeah, I don't get rest on your laurels. Like, what, what, what is that? What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, <laughs> what do you get? What are you, dead? You know? Yeah. It's the <laughs> like, truth. Well, yeah, so man. for me, cannabis was that that catalyst that helped me recognize those things within myself, connect with my higher self, and choose to walk that path. What was that catalyst for you? Uh, that The catalyst for me was like a, a breakdown. Like I had like what I like to call a mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening, you know? Yeah, and, um, those are good for it. You know, and like, I don't, I don't know if there's a difference or the same or whatever. And it's not like a midlife crisis because I'm not old enough yet. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's an end of life crisis. Who knows? Everyone says midlife, right? Like, uh, we could die tomorrow. So yeah. maybe this is the end of my life. You know, I, I don't know, but whatever, whatever crisis it was, I had one. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, what I came out with, we got, we got to do this together a little more. We have to let people see where we, where we flaw and then we need to work on them. We need to work on that. We need to get up in the morning, make sure we don't have any makeup on and let the world see us for who we are and not try to hide from neither our strengths or our vulnerabilities, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. Um, and that's the message that I really try to preach, you know, of, and like my vehicle is now jujitsu, right? My vehicle is martial arts. Like how I, how I do that in my day is, is martial arts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but we we need a little more, we need a little more love, you know. Because it's got to start with love, you know. Like I don't like, like it start. I you know sometimes when when like when I say, like oh everyone's not awesome. Everyone's like, but what about you know when you tell somebody that's struggling that I'm like yeah you have to tell them the truth. Like you know right now you are struggling. Yeah. And you do have the power to get out of this. Yeah. You know. Yes. Like just some honest conversation, right? And then after you get out, you have the power to find your awesome. You know, it's not mine. Like yours is cannabis. You just said cannabis. If I tried to go do cannabis, it's not happening. Like, don't get me wrong. I like my marijuana and I like my CBD. Yeah. But I don't have any passion in like 
making that more prevalent. I have passion in jujitsu. Right. So that's where, you know, every, you know, it's not yours and that's fine. If you try to do this jujitsu thing, you're going to fall flat on your face, maybe. Or get my face kicked in. One of the two. Either one. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe, you know. You know, I had a friend say to me the other day, like, I'm learning how to do video editing. So um, I put my, I'm trying to put my first podcast on YouTube right now. It's not going well. Um, anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to do video editing. I'm trying to use like whatever. And my friend's like, oh man, that's awesome. You'll be able to like teach other people how to do it. And I was like, no, man, not at all. Yeah. I don't want to teach anybody how to do it because it's not my passion. Right. I want to do it. I want to know how to do it enough for me so that I can get my work done. But like where I teach is jujitsu. That's, that's, that's my passion. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I need, I need to learn other skills, but I'm not going to fuck around like trying to make money doing these other things that I don't really care about. Exactly. And that's such a huge lesson for everyone. It's like, if you get paid to be yourself, get paid Mm -hmm. to do what you love. And then when you are working 60 hours a week, like we all inevitably do, you'll at least be doing something that you love and that you're driven by. I'm retired. I don't know. I don't. I, you know. I, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't work. <laughs> so tell <laughs> me. I don't work at all. Well, yeah. I, I feel like you tried to retire once, and then you were like, "No, fuck that." And so, are you still competing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just competed on Saturday. Actually, I don't fight anymore. You know, I don't get punched in the head, but I compete in professional like jujitsu. So, yeah. so you you are retired from UFC fighting, which mm-hmm. you know that was so hard for me to watch. I can't stand seeing people get – I hate the sound of, like, the flesh on flesh hitting each other. Like, the whole thing is is not my cup of tea. I've been to the gym um, whenever I was visiting Colorado. Is it Was it the Easton gym where you where you are or mm-hmm. – Yeah, okay. I'm, with, I'm with them all. We're, we're co-owners of the Easton schools. Okay. So yeah. I when I, I got to go in, check that out, see classes, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this this is cool. But the UFC stuff was turned this little country girl's stomach. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, it's the most raw thing you can possibly do. Yeah. You know, um, it's got nothing to do with my opponent, which is really weird. But like to the to the public eye, like to the perception, it's all about these two guys trying to kill each other. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's it's not that at all. It is it's a hundred percent you. Can you deal with you? You know. So is it like just getting in full on flow state? You've never been so present in your life when someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> right. Like there, 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 let me tell you, there is no thinking about dinner. You know, there's no thinking about anything else other than this very, very present moment. You can't get away from it. Yeah. You know, you like the very, like, it's so hard to explain because this person, if need be, will kick your head off. You know, and, and you'll do the same to them. It's, it's, a, it's an agreement that you have to go yeah. through this like special thing together where you both hopefully will be able to grow from the end of it. The problem is, is it's really hard to grow because it, it can be so emotional and so difficult. Getting your ass kicked, you know, it's so yeah. Difficult. Well, and and then how in that whole mental barrier of blocking out the pain that you're feeling in the moment and to turn those that sensory off. I mean, does that 
do you feel it? Like the, the first couple it hits, you feel it and then you don't feel it anymore? Or does it just no. feel like an ass beating the whole time? You don't feel it. It doesn't hurt. You just can't. You just, it just either wake up looking at the lights or like when you get hit, you feel this like warm sensation go through your body. But you're not like, it's not pain, you know? Very rarely is it pain. What's painful is the body shots. Like the body shots are painful, yes, because you're very conscious. But when you get hit in the head, it's 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 not that painful, you know. Uh, afterwards, now, excruciating. Yeah, that's why that's why CBD so fucking helpful. <laughs> it is. But I did, when I was fighting, there was no CBD. You know, um, well there was. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't get it, right? You know, that's like saying there was no gravity, right? Before it invented, it was still <laughs> yeah. there. We we just weren't smart enough to know about it. So, but yeah, there's not a lot of pain. You know, there's not a lot of pain associated with the actual fight where the pain. I mean, I, I can remember like, uh, I can I was in a fight. They announced the winner and I'm fine. And then I walk out of the cage and like as I'm walking back to the locker room, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, my leg. But, you know, but it's not like my leg didn't hurt before, but you just have all the adrenaline and emotion. Right. Yada, yada. Wow. Yeah. When did you start in martial arts? It was you were a little wee one, right? Yeah, I was. I was barely out of my mommy's belly, six years old. <laughs> you know, so you had six, your ten thousand hours by the time you were graduating from high school. <laughs> mm, I did, but then I switched. I kind of switched martial arts. Though. I was doing like karate, and then I switched to jujitsu. So I had I had to put ten thousand more hours. Got it. You know, whenever you talked earlier about kind of having this breakdown that helped you kind of recenter and rebuild was fighting a catalyst for that or was fighting the thing that kind of helped you manage that so man you know i had this image built like ever since i was a little kid and i talk about this in my book i, I wrote a book it comes out uh, february 12th oh um, wow congratulations yeah. thanks um, send me an advanced copy <laughs> I, I, i'll send you the I'll I'll send you the PDF now, but it will be ninety nine. You have to agree to buy it for ninety nine cents on the first day on Amazon. I promise. So, um, <laughs> um, it might break the break the bank. I'll, I'll send you the dollar back if you need, or anybody listening, <laughs> let me know if you need, if you need the ninety nine cents back. Hit me up. We'll make sure so, we include a link in the show notes that way everybody can boost sales on the first day. Sounds great. Thank you. So, man, I had this image built up in my head that I was that. Uh, or, or I, not even this image. I protected myself with my toughness. Um, my, and that, that's kind of how I got through life, that I was tough, you know, and, and when you, when that's what you're using, like, you, like I, and the, the truth was, is I knew how tough I was not, you know, like deep down inside, I knew I wasn't like that, that tough. But like what I portrayed to the world was that I was, right. you know, and then when I got, and then, but then you fight. And let me tell you, I have no gold belt that says UFC with diamonds in it hanging in my house, you know, <laughs> so I wasn't the champion and people saw me get beat up, you know, so therefore, you know, like that, that whole image wasn't like, you know, it kind of crumbled. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 it didn't crumble. I'm, I'm so I screamed it even louder, right? Like I, I screamed it even fucking louder. And then I had this breakdown and I had to, you know, what? I tried somewhere in the breakdown, right in the beginning of it, I said, you know what, I'm going to go the other way because most people did think I was tough. And I probably was and am physically tougher than most people. Yes, you know, like I would concur with that. 
So what I think we need a little more of is a little less of the look how great I am mm-hmm. and a little more of the like, yo, I, 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 yeah, I do some good things, but I'm not like perfect. You know, I know you guys look at me like this UFC fighter, champion, business owner, entrepreneur, but I got this weakness over here. You know, now that I, now that I told you my weakness, go ahead and try to use it against me. You can't. I'm aware of it. It's just when our weaknesses get exposed, right? Then when we are like either hiding them or weren't aware of them that they start to be problems. Well, and that's, you know, having the courage to be vulnerable. That is the most challenging challenging thing that we face in our lives is are we going to show people who we really are because we all are fucking scared to show who we are and so for yeah a a giant meathead if I'm going to just use a blanket term for all people that fight that it seems like the craziest thing in the world is to tell somebody that you're weak so yeah when you do that it's like now what do you got? I've already, I've already said, I've already said the thing. So, yeah. oh, you're going to use it against me that people can beat me up. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That that oh oh I'm scared. Oh yeah, guess what? You are too. But I'm aware of mine. Right. You no, know, I'm I'm aware of mine. I'll tell you mine right now. Let's uh let's get down in the dirty of the pits of hell and see who who can not win. Who can just like chill in it. Yeah. Right. When you know when when you're when you're looking at the devil in the eyes, you can't always try to beat the devil. You just got to say hello to. Him. Well, and the other thing, too, is when you stop competing so hard to be the best at something and relax and just enjoy who you are, where you are, it's like, oh, my God, wait, this is way more fun. (laughs) This is a lot less stressful here. There's a lot more cool people hanging out here. And so it's like you find your tribe when you can really just let go and be your authentic self. And for me, I, I'm even competing better because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I've never competed this well in my entire life. Even when I was in better shape and younger and focused my entire life on competing. Yeah. Right, you know, I am competing better now as a almost 40, 38 year old man with kids and businesses and a wife. I got shit to do all day. I, I don't have time to train four hours a day. Yeah. So, you know, I train, I do my thing, but like I'm, the, I'm facing tougher jujitsu competition than I ever faced and, and winning. It's really, you know, and it's got nothing to do with like the physical skill set so much. It does. And I still, you know, like I'm, I'm building physical skills, but I am not physically better. Right. At 38 than when I was, when I was 25, I am emotionally better. I am spiritually better. Yeah. So that way I can go in there and be like, all right, this is, this is pretty chill. Yeah. You know, I love that for my cannabis loving audience. I would like to know how you do use cannabis and whether or not it's, you know, THC and CBD or just CBD for your performance and recovery. So I like Salve, that my, this company that I, uh, that I work with called Evo Lab. So, uh, it's a cream that it's, they have both a CBD only and they have a CBD THC mix of it. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they rub it on, you know, it's like right, a topical, a yeah, a topical and man. I do it at night mostly, like after I train, and it's amazing. Like you know, and and I smoke a little CB CBN with it, you know. Yep, so you can and, go to sleep. Uh, so I can go to sleep and chill and relax, right? You know, I do enjoy I do enjoy my my THC as well, more of an indica fan, you know. But yeah, me too. Because I, I I I don't I don't like to do it in the day for some reason. Like it yeah. makes me 
if I have something to do, I don't like it. It's not fun for me. And I like to do it like, you know, like some people come home and have a drink at night. And, you know, I come home and have a puff at night. Yeah. I call it the reefer recap. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge user, you know, but I use it like uh sparing, you know, not sparingly. I do the sound. You microdose it. It sounds, it, yeah. I mean, you, you use it in a responsible way. So yeah. when was the first time that you consumed cannabis? I mean, if you were competing as a kid, did you still do the typical teenage stuff or did you wait? No, so I did. I wasn't competing at that point, but yeah, I okay. still did the typical teenage stuff, you know, like just getting as blitzed as you can where you can't even like fill your hands, right? Yeah. Like, so I did, you know, I did all that. And then I went and had my, you know, and then I competed. So I, so I didn't do anything. And then, you know, after my breakdown, I just kind of like did some research on it, you know? Yeah. About what it can do when you don't overuse. Right. right? Like, when, when, like when you're, when you're not trying to just get ripped where you can just, you know, chill at your house and you can just relax. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't enjoy doing it with a lot of people. You know, that doesn't make me very, like, I, I don't like that, you know, but I don't drink with people either. It's not something I do anymore. So it's not just like the cannabis. I, I like to like be very comfortable in my own surrounding, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of, and people that I'm comfortable with and do my thing, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. Because I consume cannabis consistently throughout the day. You know, I use it as a a catalyst for creativity or, you know, I suffer from anxiety and uh, a touch of OCD and, you know, it helps me from being a lunatic. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it just is, you know, part of a part of my medicine regimen. So when someone comes over and they're like, oh, like we need to get together and smoke sometime. I'm like, well, that just seems silly. Like, just smoke wherever you are. Like, we can get together and do something, but it doesn't need to just be centered around us smoking together. Because, frankly, yeah, some people, I think they're terrible high. Like, they repeat the same story over and over, or they can't figure out their words. And I'm just like, I'd rather not be around you when you're that high. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. It's not what I'm trying to do. You know, it's not like, I don't want to smoke with you. I want to do something with you. Like, I smoke, yeah. like, by myself. Yeah. You know? Do you drink very much or do you or do you prefer the high of cannabis? I like cannabis better. Like for some reason, alcohol has some negative effects on me that I don't really enjoy, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, this, this just works much better for me. And plus I want to be physically active. So like there's, there's no, uh, there's no downside, right? Like I never wake up not feeling good. Now what about, even, like when you, even if you take a couple too many, right? Right. Do you take, if you uh, look like, you know, uh, how old are you? 42. 42, right? So we're like, it's not like when you were 20 with, with alcohol, right? Like you can recover by the next night. Yeah. Right? If, if you drink too much, man, it's like four days, <laughs> you know? Yes, you, you it know? doesn't feel well. Yeah, or I don't I mean, feel it's not, well. It's not, it's not hard to do that, right? Like one more can put you there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where like one more puff, like even you're like, well, even when you get a little too high, still the next day is fine. Well, if I get, even if I get a little higher than I want to, that's over in 45 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. But no next day. Yeah. And I recently, a girlfriend and I have started tracking our alcohol consumption to just see how many drinks we're having a week. Because, you know, I will, when I'm really stressed out and I'm working a lot, I'll, I'm consuming cannabis and then I'll have two glasses of wine and then I wake up the next morning 
And I'm like, two glasses of wine used to not make me feel like this. But now I feel terrible. And, you know, the mornings are kind of my time. And if I wake up with a hangover and I waste the first two hours of my morning just trying to feel better, it pisses me off. So I'm like, okay, let's track this alcohol thing because I want to cut back. Right. I pretty much don't do it for the most part. You know, God, every once in a while I might have a beer, you know, but I pretty much don't do it. I don't want like I don't want to use these medicines like like cannabis for example to avoid what's going on in my life. Yes. You know, I think this, t- I think this is a terrible yeah. way that people don't be vulnerable, you know, and don't face what their their demons are. Yeah. You know? I did an episode on this with a friend. It's about cannabis helps you check in and alcohol helps you check out. Right. But, but we don't want to get, for example, like you don't want to get too high either, right? Because then you're not checking it. You're drowning out, you know? Right, right, right. You, yeah. You can drown out with both, right? Like al- alcohol has no positive. Where, where I do believe the cannabis does help you check in when you hit that nice sweet spot. Yes. You know? And, and you're aware of what you're doing, you know? I, I want it, like, I, do, I just want, don't want people to like be like, oh yeah, this is, this is like come home, get hammered on whatever drug of choice is. You know, or 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 cannabis, or mushrooms, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the answer to anything. You know, yeah. that is not the answer. Well, I mean, everything within reason. You know, it's all right. about microdosing right. everything in our life, whether it's psychedelics right. or alcohol or food or whatever. Um, the only thing I don't like the mic. The only thing I don't want to microdose is my experience in life. Right? Like, I want there to jump you go. In <laughs> I want to jump in the deep end of the water of life. You know, I think I think we need to do a little bit more of that, right? Like not, we test the water too much. Yeah. You know, we, we, we dip our toes in because we're too scared of the failure side of it and what that will make us feel like. So like, don't put your toe in the water. Yeah. Ride or die with your decision. Yes. And see what happens. I know? love it. We're kindred happens. spirits. We are totally kindred yeah. spirits. My favorite is jump and the net will appear. Just fucking go for it. Yeah, in anything, yeah, like yeah. everything always works out. It's always going to work out. The universe has your I, back. <laughs> I don't know if it does, but I yes, think it you does. have your back. And you'll find some people that will have your back too. Exactly. You know? It's a connected world. It's a connected universe. So when somebody, a friend shows up to help you, I think that's all, you know, divinely written. We'll, we'll, disagree, we'll disagree. Yes, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not a. I'm not a God person. I'm not a church going person. But I do believe that we are all one energy, and we all start from the earth, and we, you know, we leave to the earth, and it's a beautiful cycle. And there, there has to be some universal energy that created that. So that's, you know, know. We agree there. Yeah, no, I'm not a God person either, but I, I mean, I believe in God, like, in the spiritual sense. Right, right, right. Like, what, somebody, something did this. Something, but, yeah. Somehow this happened. Yeah. You know? Somehow so, this so amazing plant happened that lets me spiral off into these crazy conversations sometimes. Right. I don't know what it is. I don't really care about what it is. Yes. I used to care a lot, and I don't care anymore. Right, because it's like, so, let's just enjoy it. Yeah. And let's just let's just not hate each other because of it. <laughs>
I mean, let's just enjoy the experience. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, we have – the world is a beautiful playground. Let's have some fucking fun. I agree with you. So do you experiment with cannabis at all when you are – when you're practicing or teaching or is it strictly just an after work thing? It's an all it's all a nightcap thing to me. I, I tried it and I hated it. Yeah. I don't find myself because I, I find myself sometimes to be creative the next day after, like in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. like I have like an epiphany sometimes, you know, Okay. but like in the moment, I'm not very, uh-uh. I, I don't, I don't know if it's because I get a little too paranoid or I don't know what it is. Well, and you, if you have anxiety, then, you know, yeah. it's it's a very delicate dance to find your sweet spot without getting more anxious. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, it's not for me. You know, it's a, it's a big thing in the jiu-jitsu world sometimes. And I think a lot of people, like, promote it, and then they, but it gets promoted in a wrong way. You know, like, I, <clears throat> I don't know how to say this. I, I don't drink with my students either, though. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't do anything with my students. Don't they, they don't see me drunk, they don't see me high, they don't see me anything like that, you know? Because I don't believe that it, that's the place for me to do that. Yeah. I am their leader, I'm the boss. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that that's just not my that that's just not how I go through my life. And I, but I tell them that I do it. Like everyone knows what I do. It's not like I'm like hiding in some dark room. No, I do this, mm-hmm. you know? And I'll I, I'll talk about doing it. That that I do it, but it's for me, you know. Like I don't know, no one sees me having sex with my wife either, right? Like, (laughs) you know, like that's a thing for me and my me and her. And this experience is a thing for for me. And don't get me wrong, like I'll have friends over and have a drink or something, or or smoke while they're there. But they're very close friends. Well, I mean, I think I think that's a fair point and something that could absolutely just shut down that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, fair enough. Um, what about with, you know, with your anxiety? Is that, I mean, I feel like that's probably why you like um, indica dominant strains because sativa strains can get make me a little anxious. Um, yeah, and, yeah I, I like the indica. And they help you go to sleep more for me. Yeah. You know, they help me relax more than they do like pep me up a little bit, you know. Like the whole, like somebody gave me something once like this is our, this is our energy drink, you know, like to smoke. And I was like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. No. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah. (laughs) I had one of those. I had a wristband that monitored your like emotional wellness. And I had to stop wearing it because uh, when I smoke any sort of a sativa, it makes my heart racy. And so this wristband was telling me that I was, you know, on the verge of dying. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. You know, I can't handle any of that. Like, I don't do any of that monitoring stuff too much, you know. But it yeah. makes me just go down a bad path. Yeah. You know, like, I know I, I like what I like. This is what I do. And here we go. Right. You know? Well, so I recently had a, several genetics panels run, and I have an epigenetic coach who went through and was like, okay, this is how your body forms muscle, and this is how your body recovers, and this is your best path for exercise and sleep and food and supplementation and all that kind of stuff. And I had my endocannabinoid panel done and I was so worried because I'm like, what if this tells me that cannabis isn't great for me and I've been using it every day for 22 years? Like, am I going to really change that behavior? And fortunately, I found out that cannabis is good for me 
and the way I use it is good for me. But some of my favorite foods now, whenever I go out, I do have that thing like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't eat that. I It's something that I don't nece- didn't necessarily want to know. But now that I'm empowered with that information, I feel like I have to be disciplined enough to, you, have, you know, listen to it. You have, you have the mouth porn problem, right? Like, like the food that you're not supposed to eat, the porn for your mouth, right? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you're like, God damn it. But this is so good. It's, oh, my God. It's a great so, analogy. Thank you for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but uh, yeah, I haven't had them done because I, I don't want to find out that I'm like gluten intolerant and some shit. On the gluten thing, it was you know, I didn't really read one way or the other. And he's like, you know, if you want to cut gluten out for a few weeks to see if it helps. And I'm like, no, thank you. Not interested. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay uh, with my gluten. Too too good. It's too good. (laughs) It is so good. I have have the mouth porn problem too, right? That's why I won't even go check. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess if we're going to have problems, those are, those are good problems to have at these points in our lives. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, okay, tell me, I want to plug your podcast and your book. So mm-hmm. tell me what you're up to and how people can can stay in touch with you, Elliot. So both my book and my podcast. My book will be out in February. Um, and uh, the podcast is The Gospel of Fire. So, But that's the name of the book as well. You can find it at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all over the place. It's on my website at uh, elliotmarshall.com. And then, um, and that's Elliot with one L E L I O T one T. Yes. One L one T Marshall with two L. And then, yeah, my, all my, uh, Instagram, Facebook handles, all that kind of stuff. Twitter. I don't, I'm not, I don't like Twitter that much, but, uh, I, I'm there. Yeah. Fire Marshall two, two Oh five. And you're asking where the two Oh five came from. That's the weight division I used to fight in. And I will only see again when I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so okay and i know that you you said you recently competed so tell me mm-hmm. what's your latest i think you're the you're the only person to hold some title and it was a really long name and i don't want to have to try to say it in the intro so tell me right now what that is so i was uh, i was the first american to win the gold medal at the pan-american games for brazilian jiu-jitsu like all it's like the, all the belts coming up before black um, I never competed in the black belt, but I started fighting in MMA. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, but I was the first one to do that. Uh, I hold a bu- I want a bunch of stuff, you know, um, that's yeah. all great. I love it. I, I love jujitsu. Uh, I give all the money I, I win competing away, you know, so I, I don't keep any of it. I give it to people that are suffering from anxiety and depression so that they can like go to therapy, you know, do whatever it is they need to do to help themselves. I love that um, so right much. Now, I live a really blessed life, like we were talking about earlier, right? And I'm not sure by what or who or anything like that. But all I know is that in my struggle, I had everything I needed, everything somebody could possibly need to get help. And that's not everyone's case. Yeah. You know, that's not everyone's case. So my job is to like, uh, I heard Obama say this on the the new Letterman show. Letterman has a new special on that. Yes, it was so good. He said, you know, he was talking about Letterman asked him, how great it was to be the president or something like that. His, his response was like, man, he's like, my job is to take some of the luck dust that got sprinkled on me and sprinkle it on other people. You know? Yeah. It's just, just because I think too much we, we, uh, 
the reason that we blame people so much or the reason that we take so much, I'm sorry, the other way, the reason that we like to take so much credit is because we're scared of being blamed. You know, yeah. everyone, again, talks about how great they are and look what I did, man. There's no such thing as a self-made man. You know, that does not exist or a woman, whatever. You didn't make yourself. Yeah. You know, somewhere along the way, you had an experience with somebody or something changed you. Something changed you. I don't know, Joanna, maybe you're going to become the next Joe Rogan with your podcast, right? Somebody made this thing called the internet that allowed you to do that. Yeah. You didn't do that. Right. Like, so if we can, you know, if we can understand that, you, that we're all unique, nobody's special, and that we're all kind of in this race together, stop putting all this hatred and like, I'm better than you and I'm going to blame you. If we can get away from a little bit of that, I think uh, I think we'll do a little better in, in helping each other rather rather than, than than pushing each other down. Yes, I've been shaking my head over here, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yes, preach on everything you said. It's the gospel, you know, and and do hard shit in your life, guys. Like I like to do hard things. I like to do very difficult things because it prepares me for. One, one, it's challenging. And you, like, you want to feel accomplished? Go do something. Go do something you're bad at, you know? And then watch yourself get good at it. You want to, like, don't, don't take the participation trophy. Throw that shit in the fucking trash, <laughs> yes. you know? Like, throw that shit away. Don't take it. Take the trophy of, of, of winning. But first, take all the losses first. Go home, cry, admit you lost, and then learn and deal with it. You know, and then when you're actually good, you know, when you're actually good at it, that's what's going to make you feel good. You know, that's what's really going to make you feel good. Nothing else. You know, nothing else. I liked that sermon. So we have more of that on the Gospel yeah. of Fire podcast. So I will be tuning yeah. in and I hope you guys will too. Elliot, thank you for being inspiring first thing in the morning. This was my earliest podcast. Yes. I look, I, I still I, have I, sleep I, in my eyes. <laughs> I had I had to do some meditation too. I wake up, you know, I have to wake I have I have little kids, right? So I have to wake up early to do my meditation to make sure I get in as much as I need in the day. You know, I have to, I got up at uh five I have to get up at five thirty. It sucks sometimes. Yeah. You no, know? I have to like wake wake myself up so that I'm like, all right, don't fall back asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I I so I my alarm mm-hmm. goes off at five fifteen, but with this mm-hmm. um this tincture that I take before I go to bed so that I can fall asleep faster. I wake up like five minutes before my alarm clock, ready to go. But I have to have a, a breakfast before I can meditate because otherwise I will go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man, you know, they say when you're doing something right, your passion wakes you up. You don't need a clock. Well, I'm there, yeah. brother. You know, that's right. All right. Sounds good, Joanna. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Elliot. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Appreciate Bye. it. Yep. Didn't I tell you he's a fucking badass? I love that man. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Casually Baked, the podcast. We had a time together. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. 
I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. It's taking me a minute to get the video version of the podcast out into the world. I'll get faster, I promise. The unedited episodes of the podcast will live on the At Casually Baked YouTube channel and on channel 203 on CannabisClub.tv. If you were inspired by my conversation with Elliot, I hope you'll share this episode with a friend. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.